Hello, hello. Welcome back to Coffee and Scream. I am Jess, and with me as always is Piper. Hello. And Chris. What's going on? Uh, how's everybody doing? I'm all right. You? Good, good. It's nice to be back recording. We took two weeks off. Yes. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. You That's guys, good. Um, I was telling you guys the other day, figured I'd bring it up now. Mm-hmm. I uh, watched a Ted Bundy documentary. I am so proud of you. And yes. Like, not like, I just, like, we're rubbing off on you. And Yeah, like, I almost, like, when I saw it, I was like, ew, you know, it's Ted. But then I started thinking of the podcast, and it had been, like, a week and a half, two weeks. You since missed us. I honestly did. So and out yeah. of respect, and I, you know, took interest in it, and it was intra- insane. And it was also cool because it wasn't so much about, like, the details of the crimes themselves. Right. It was more so the trials mm-hmm. and yeah. his escapes and, mm-hmm. like, the tracking down of him. And I thought that was actually, like, a really interesting angle that... They talk about like, how he escaped prison and all that. Yeah, exactly. How he lost and weight. He was, like, mm-hmm. um, he was, like, hiding in that cabin. The cabin, yep. He, like, jumped out that courthouse window and everything. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I saw my opportunity and I just jumped. Yeah. And think about that. You want to get away so bad, you're going to throw yourself through a fucking, was it, two-story uh, window? Yeah, and he broke his leg, too. Yeah. Wait, yeah. was he talking about, wait, were they talking about Ted Bundy in the My Chem song? Or when you broke your foot from jumping because you're Ted Bundy, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I haven't listened to him in a while. I, I haven't listened to yeah, he, uh, in a hot moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have, like, a whole list of, um, like, documentaries and docu-series for you if you ever are interested, if you're ever bored. You know, mm-hmm. with him specifically? No, not just him. Oh, well, you you were telling me about the Richard Ramirez stuff. Was oh, it, you were talking about the no, mob no. justice stuff. You were, you were oh, the about? it was like a, there's like a little it's like a three or four part um, docu series on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. called like it's like Catching the Night Stalker or something. Like, I don't know. I have my phone right here. I'm not going to look though. Oh okay. yeah, but you know what I mean. It's on Netflix. It's so mm-hmm. good, and it's told by the detectives that solve the crime. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they go through like you know. The one guy was Every- talking about like how like they analyzed the footprints and the dirt and well, everything. Well, the footprints and yeah. like, they like he would eat stuff and like throw the wrappers everywhere. Like, well, all he eats is junk food. Really? And like oh, all this stuff. Oh, the teeth, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, if anyone survived him, like all they would say is like he had the worst smelling breath ever. Like his breath smelled like death. Yeah. And smelled the, like murder. So, they, so one of the things that they did is they somehow found a dentist that he went to because they're like mm-hmm. well he's staying at this hotel probably or whatever like they kind of they kind of honed in on where he was and they wanted to you know catch him you know well wasn't yeah. the hotel he stayed at like the, the cecil yeah hotel. the cecil yeah. hotel like which is like notoriously haunted like elisa lamb like all that stuff. oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's, like, that's there too yes that's yeah. that where she uh-huh. yes yeah that was he stayed there mm-hmm. yeah um but they somehow found that he was going to be at this dentist or whatever so they actually sent two officers in there like in plain clothes to try to wait it out and see if he was going to come back and they talked to the dentist and the dentist is like hey look he has a tooth that's going to really really start hurting him in a few days if that so he'll be here for me to fix it um i hope you're here at the, you know the same time whatever and they just missed him he was he was able to go and get dental work and all this i don't know it was like the 70s did they stall like they try to stall him i don't i don't remember it's been i haven't watched it since it first came mm-hmm. out um but it was it's a really, really good one. And when they finally do catch him, it is so satisfying mm-hmm. because, like, he was out of town when, like, his mugshot was released to the public and it was in the newspaper and all that stuff. Like, you know, we got the Night Stalker. We know who he is. But, like, they just had to arrest him. 
and he's on a bus on his, you know, he just gets, or he's coming back from, I think he was in Arizona or something, Mm -hmm. and he gets back to, um, to California, and he's sitting on a bus, and he is, like, looking around, you know, at the people on the bus, and this lady was reading the newspaper, and she looks down at it, and she looks up, makes eye contact with him, and, like, he knows, like, he's caught. He's, like, shit. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So he gets off the bus. He tries to, like, commandeer a couple cars. Uh, people are starting to catch on that, like, it's him. Mm-hmm. And the entire town chases him through a neighborhood. And, like, one of the guys gets a hold of him, starts beating him down and all this stuff. And um, a cop, like, when the cops finally got there, they had to get him out of there for his own safety because they were yeah. going to beat him to death. And wasn't it, like, it wasn't, like, one of the people that, like, um, made the biggest like alert like that kid, like coming out of his house and everything. He was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like that's him. Like, and he woke up his entire family. I don't, I don't oh, remember. What, did he try to break into their house and he witnessed it? I know he was just like going like down the street trying to take rip people out of their cars and they're like fighting them off and mm. like it's. Did someone give him the Huckleberry? I hope so. Yeah, you know. Did he ever break that bat in that movie? The game, like, The Walls of Jericho. <laughs> the Walls of Jericho. <laughs> no, but did he break Huckleberry in the movie? Or no. Did he break it over Michael? I don't know. Oh. All right. I was just curious, because I haven't seen I saw it once. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. The Halloween Kills. Wasn't Huckleberry? Oh, was the, the baseball bat. The fucking bat? Yeah. Oh, but uh, I was saying how it's, like, the same I thing don't with know. Mob Justice. It's like, they also tried to track Michael down. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't getting up and slaughtering all of them. No. Like, they had to get yeah. him out. No. But yeah, so anywho, I'm glad you. Uh, yeah. It was really interesting, and like the trial, like I said, the, the trial and the fallout with his defense lawyers mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, just listening to him talk and trying to be overly eager with the press, mm-hmm. just like it's just he very smell theatrical. It also, yes. um, but like the teeth mark, like yeah. evidence and all that. Well, what they're trying like, to say is junk science now. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to say like. Um, that you know teeth marks or handwriting analysis or even blood splatter or all or, or even hair like all of that is like junk science yeah it's like call it is it though it's i don't think it is, is it just but speculated they're upon? trying to they're trying to say like it's not super definitive mm-hmm. which, yeah, but that, like how is how are like two i mean i'm sure it's possible but how are two different people going to have the same size teeth the same straightness the, the same, same location like, bite pattern position yeah. bite yeah. strength because he had like a chipped, he also had a chipped front tooth, and that was evident on. So do I. Yeah. On that girl's. <laughs> it's got, I got a little one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And um, the uh, like handwriting and everything. Like I feel like, I feel like that's still like valid because I've never seen someone with like similar handwriting to anyone else's. Like it's very like you haven't unique. seen yeah me and my mother's handwriting. Mm-hmm. But she there's got, also forgery. I mean, who's gonna forge like a bike true. pattern? But I have the same handwriting as my mother. Like she's gotten in my car and I had a grocery list written out because I still like to write things out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "When did I write?" I'm like, "She thought it fell out of her purse." I go, "Oh no, that's mine." Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy. Can you imagine if everyone had the same handwriting? <laughs> like, that'd be so I, sick, weird. I have like weird <laughs> handwriting. Yeah. Like I write my lowercase a's like. A computer types it out like i have the little mm. like upside down u at the top and everything like i also feel like you didn't always write it like that i i know it was definitely something i learned like i wrote it like the normal every way every girl first. i feel like goes through that period and where then, they write their a's like that they just and start then, decorating and, yeah, then they decorate I started, their... and then i started writing my a's like that and now it's just like a standard like mm-hmm. practice in my handwriting it's like a weird quirk and then like i also like do the 
dramatic little loop in my L's, like capital L's. Like I oh, yeah, like, do like the like cursive, cursive L sometimes, yeah, like cursive. and then I do like the Y L, like the, with the loop at the lowercase one. Yeah. And then like it, it's just my my handwriting is so weird. A lot of mine, like it depends on how I'm writing. If I'm writing mm-hmm. for me, a lot of my letters are just like I barely mm-hmm. pick the pencil up or the pen. But mm-hmm. you know, and then other times it looks. I like, I like, I like the comic sans psychotic. Ransom. I put dashes <laughs> through my sevens, like they look like a little hangman thing. Yeah, it's it's so weird. <laughs> but enough, yeah. Well, this is the text podcast now. By the way, we're just talking strictly all about fonts. You guys oh, yeah. want to do some typography? My wanna... <laughs> favorite font. My favorite font face is Comic Sans because when I write my crime fiction novels, uh, writing in Comic Sans actually helps with writer's block. Why is that? How do you... Is it psychological? Yeah, it's like a psychological thing. Like when you type it out? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't bother me nearly as much as it bothers some people. Because but... it'll be like... Because it's like a font that isn't so like distracting. So you're not thinking of how like it looks. That font takes so you back like, to the... It's like loose. Er- yeah, like, it's like the early yeah. 2000s and like AOL Instant Messenger. Which is really yeah. funny because yeah. like... Yeah. white message on. Yeah. But it's honestly kind of comical looking at my drafts though because it's like the most grueling, like, gut-wrenching crime scene described in comic sense. Yeah, like the, the fucking... It's kind of comical. And... <laughs> oh my god. So, right, enough, uh, yeah, enough of that. Yeah, so you watched that. Did you watch anything good? Um, well, I started... I was talking... Talk- telling you guys about it earlier uh the show that just got added on netflix it has megan markle in it uh suits yeah i'm not gonna yeah. watch that it's it, it's so funny it's megan so Mackle. funny <laughs> Me- megan she Mackle. can't stand suits she can't stand them <laughs> was there anyone besides patrick bateman that killed people in a suit like was that ever like a death did you know certain characters every have, like, batman suits? villain ever no i mean in real, <laughs> life, in, in, real, in real life like was there anyone that got fancy dressed up with like a monocle just to kill people well hh H. holmes the, well, oh yeah the, i guess that was the style then but, but that was just how <laughs> that was like them. yeah that yeah. was like you know yeah. standard attire the little bowler hat and i heard mm-hmm. wasn't there a movie that was supposed to be made that was like leo dicaprio was hh H. holmes yeah I, devil in the white city did it ever come no. out well did i actually no? i actually read the book mm. and that was like it, it, one of the most phenomenal reads like i've ever read like i watched the documentary good. and um it explained like that house he had yeah the was murder, it, ha- it was the a murder hotel, or... hotel that's what it yeah. was right yeah yeah very interesting that's yeah. did you ever you, you've seen American Horror Story, right? I the first season, most of the first season. I don't, you never watched Hotel because no. that was based on. Yeah, I've seen uh, Bo- Bates Motel. I'm said Boats, Boats Motel. Because uh, <laughs> James Patrick March, uh, who's played by Evan Peters in American Horror Story, mm-hmm. is based off of H. H. Holmes. His character? Yes. The even though he's like a young ghost. Yes. Really. Yes. Oh, because yeah, I've never really seen. Like, I don't first, remember. Much. And then the first season, Murder House, uh, Tate Langdon is based off of the Columbine shooters. Really? The show? Yeah. The entire season? Yeah. yeah he, really? Yeah, no, just, well, just his character. Yeah. Oh, his character in general. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. He looks like he likes Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, he wears the, the skull makeup to school and everything. Like, Okay. Yeah. We're going to cruise on right you know, past yeah, yeah, Columbine. Uh, well, gonna... We haven't been together in like, you know, two weeks and stuff. Yeah. So, we're just... mm-hmm. um, so I've watched, I've been rewatching all the Scream movies. Thanks for asking. Really? Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, Jess. By the yes, way, yes. What have you watched? Um, uh, but so not in us. order, because I'm fun. Mm-hmm. You like to shuffle them. I was like, you know, I just, you know, I don't think I've seen four as many times as the other one, so I rewatched that 
like two nights ago. I restarted two today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I watched Trick or Treat. Mm. Oh, that's good. Was that I you've, love, seen it, you've seen it before? I've seen though, it right? before, but I love it so much. Yeah, it's Anna, like a Anna Paquin, right? It's like a comfort movie almost. So you know, um, let's see. Uh, I actually did have a birthday before, like you know, in between our time getting together. Mm-hmm. So that night, I made my children watch Barbarian with me. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I love some of the shots in that movie. Like yeah. Justin Long holding the gun in the, in the flashlight. Just, like, it looks beautiful. Bu- I don't know bu- what bu- camera bu- they used. Bu- 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 yeah, bu- 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 <laughs> yeah, that She fucking... wants you to be her baby. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm, no. I'm a sucker for, like, just mysteries, especially in movies mm-hmm. like that. Like, I want to know what the fuck. I, I liked it. I, and yeah. I know um, yeah, some mixed reviews, but... Mm-hmm. I, I wonder why that is. Like, it I don't know. You were like, yeah, and I, like I recommended well, it to some people, and they're like, yeah, well, like okay, you know, it's just like you're joyless. That's but, well, no, but sometimes like the mystery is better than what you give me because it's like when you allow me to kind of concoct my own like secret or like the secret that is in the movie. When I when you finally give me like what it really is, sometimes I probably. I almost like fucked myself over in my mm-hmm. head because I got so excited and I was like trying to be as creative as possible and like what could this be? Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, you know, it's like, not like super the, simple, but it's simple enough. Like it's like not as exciting as you thought it was gonna be. No, it was exciting. It's just I let my mind wander for some mysteries, mm-hmm. and it's just when I see what's actually going on, I'm kind of like, oh, I wish it was like fucking this. I can't even hear my alien frogs least. with guns. <laughs> like I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't hear yourself? I can't hear myself, so I'm no. not going to wear them. Yeah, I don't know why these, these headphones suck. All good. It's better without it. That's good. Now you can show off your bed head. Uh, <laughs> no, what's up? You've got headphone hair. No. Headphone my, hair. My little my little bun has come undone. I'll fix it. Um. Yeah, so last two weeks, nothing crazy has happened. We missed last week because uh, Chris had somewhere he had to be. Yeah, and I had a great time, but I also... It doesn't matter. We're, I was know. bummed, though. Like I said, I was like, okay, you know, no, yeah. mur- no murder today, no... No, just sword fighting. Yeah. It was fun, though. It was. I'm it was sure fun. it was I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was sick. They were playing, like, Disturbed. It was so funny. It, was... it definitely sounds like a place where they would play Disturbed. And the oh, yeah. mead, the mead and beer And there. drink mead. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about the hibiscus rose mead I had? You did. Oh, it was beautiful. I don't think I've ever had hibiscus, like, in a drink... But like, it sounds it's nice. Bitter. It's like a bitter kind of... Sounds you know, nice. I have it's like, usually in teas. Yeah, and, and like teas. So I forgot good. I had my coffee. I'm going to drink it. Mm. I'm drinking a... Ooh, I just give talked them, into them, the straw. Give them a I'm nice so shake sorry. so they know it's real. No, it sh- the shit's melted. I'm oh, sorry. damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just cold coffee now. It's, it's fine. I drink I, I drink my iced coffee so fast and it's like a large from Dunkin' Donuts, so that's why I have an upset stomach every single day of my life. I said I'd be on the toilet. I What would they do I if drink you asked for iced coffee with no ice? They would probably shoot you in the leg. Shoot, just fucking shoot. I asked, I asked for a large instead of a venti at Starbucks, and they took me out back and Oof. shot me. <laughs> I have, let's see, uh, I have a, uh, uh, well, not ice anymore, but a caramel macchiato. I got a lemon lime seltzer water, I, uh, a giant can of ginger ale, because that's my favorite soda, mm-hmm. and a vodka soda or vodka and lemon lime seltzer so i have i have a lot of drinks you guys to... should see it. it looks like thanksgiving dinner oh yeah but just all beverages like, like, and yes. two different flavors of pretzels it's so many drinks i love it the last yeah, i have three right now. the last supper needs to move over it's the last beverage yeah, now get, get real. <laughs> we thirsty 
I'm fucking. I got cotton mouth. Well, <laughs> well, you came to the right place. I did. Because I provide the coffee for us every episode. I got a large iced coffee with a caramel and cream and sugar. Not a sponsor. You should. Uh, no. We're sponsored by coffee. Have you ever had in this? General? Yes, we are. Have you ever had the macchiato? I have. I really like it. It's so good. It is really good because it's made with espresso. And it's two I just ingredients. Like coffee because I'm a simple bitch. <laughs> it's like literally just two ingredients, right? Just espresso and and whatever cream with like steamed it's like espresso cream. and uh, milk. And I got a little pump of caramel. I guess they put in there. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, dude. Espresso is underrated. It really is. It's really good. Especially after a couple beers having a nice No, but shot I just espresso. like, I like the flavor. It's like a stronger flavor. That's why. I like it a lot. I heard you like to drink civet coffee. I like to drink what? Civet coffee. What's that? Did I tell you about what that is? No. All right, well, if you don't want this, then we can cut it out. But uh, it's pretty much coffee that is ingested by a some kind of like weird animal. It's like a cat, like a jungle monkey cat. Interesting. And they eat the coffee beans and then they, they, <laughs> they let's say they let it go. They shit it out. And then they dry it, and then they make coffee from it. And that's it's, disgusting. It's expensive. It's that, really expensive. I don't know. I would never. I feel like that that's. That is crazy I feel me. like that's rich people, like, yeah, but caviar, exotic. Yeah, like, it, it, is, it is definitely. Yeah, but you're a fan of, like, the fun mushrooms, and those are in cow poop, aren't yeah. they? Well, they don't re- It's not. You're not eating the cow poop. I mean, most. Kind of are, though. Mo- no, I mean, well, most of the time, anyway, you're going to eat them. They're probably going to be indoor grown. They're probably going to be on, like, hay or straw or yeah. ground rice flour, wild bird seed. They're, they're more not- man made than. Yeah, it's cleaner. It's not going to. No one really grows them on shit. Now, if you have, like, a lot of shit and you're working with those kinds of mushrooms, whether it's, like, your land or your farm or just at your house. Yeah. You know, after enough time of releasing spores or them just being in your skin and your hair. When you go outside in the wind, you might eventually get shit. You know, you or shit as in mushrooms, not as in poop. It's already there. <laughs> it's, already, it's already been made. But yeah. Oh, so silly. But um, um anyway. but this week uh, we're gonna do something a tiny bit different. Mm-hmm. It's still true crime, but it's gonna be stories about survivors. Mm. Um, because so you know sometimes bit. it's a uh, it's fun to hear someone win. Yes. And it's like directly Absolutely. from the person, the survivor. Well, and mine also, is de- like from the person's mouth, yeah. basically. Mine is, story. mine is more of like a news report telling, but I have a lot of like information about her life and nice. everything. Well, which, is there any like testimony from the people um, that like were involved? Uh, not directly, but she will like, she'll say that it yeah. was... Because some people survive, and I'm sure they just don't even want to talk about it. Like, they yeah. just want to let it go and just get the fuck out of their Because the girl uh, I chose for my story uh, has a um, book written on it. Nice. Yeah. All right, Piper. Well, take it away. Okay, so it looks like I'm going first. So I chose for my case uh, Katie Beers. Mm-hmm. So, um... I do not know this one, so I'm actually excited. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, um, I'd like to just get a little trigger warning out of the way. Um, the story I will be telling today discusses themes of child abuse in all forms. So if that is a topic that upsets you, please tread with caution on this segment or skip this segment altogether. Chris, can you like put a timestamp maybe in the description? Well, they'll know. If, if they, if they, yeah. hear, the, they'll, if they hear that mm-hmm. part, then they should know. Yeah. But we, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, so... Catherine, or Katie Beers, was born on December 30th, 1982. She lived with her mother, Marilyn Beers, and her older half-brother, John Beers, in Long Island, New York. Katie's biological father has never been identified as her conception was a result of a one-night stand. 
From a young age, though, Katie also lived with her godmother, Linda, and Linda's husband, Salvatore, whom is nicknamed Sal. Marilyn was a neglectful mother who often left Katie and John in the care of Linda and Salvatore, and Katie and John would endure abuse from Salvatore as a result. This abuse was physical, emotional, verbal, and most unfortunately, sexual. Oh, God. Because of this abusive environment, a family friend by the name of John Esposito was a prominent figure in the Beers' lives, and Esposito would often shower Katie and brother John with gifts and attention. Esposito was a predator, and he sexually abused John Beers until Beers became too old for him. In 1978... He turned six. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um... In 1978, Esposito escaped jail time for the attempted abduction of a seven-year-old boy from a shopping mall in which Esposito pleaded guilty to. Despite this, however, the Beers and uh, Linda and Salvatore would be oblivious to the fact. So, on December 28, 1992, um, two days shy of Katie's 10th birthday, Esposito had offered to take Katie on an early birthday shopping trip. This trip was a lie, however, and instead of a fun-filled day, 43-year-old Esposito took Katie to his house at 1416 Saxon Avenue in Bayshore instead. Bayshore is a middle-class hamlet in Long Island, New York. Um, Esposito was a contractor, and he had built his own apartment over the garage, which sat a few yards away from the main house. He advertised himself as Big Brother, and in posters he'd put up stores and... uh, in posters he put up in stores, and boys would spend weekends hanging out with him in his apartment. This sounds a lot like Albert Fish, Mr. Grandpa. Yeah. You know, Mr. Mr. Nanny Nine One One. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Just like that one story from that episode four. Yeah. Famous episode four. Oh yeah. Millions of hits and downloads. Oh, so many. Oh yeah. Wait, carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Esposito was mostly left alone and to do whatever he wanted when he and his family still lived together, communicating through the help of intercoms placed throughout the main house. When the LA Times interviewed Esposito's fraternal twin, his twin said, none of us had ever had a reason to go back there. Despite that claim, Esposito's family had no clue that he was building a tunnel underneath the garage that led to a concrete dungeon. Here, Katie Beers would be held for 17 days. Holy shit. I was hoping you weren't going to say years. I was like, please say days. Please say minutes. Say seconds. When Katie and Esposito arrived at his apartment, she was led to his bedroom, and there, Katie played a video game. During this time, Esposito made sexual advances towards Katie, and she understandably turned them down. After this, it was then that Esposito forced Katie into the bunker. The tunnel to the bunker was six feet long, and it was concealed by a 200-pound concrete trapdoor. The trapdoor was hidden by a bookshelf, which was removable, in the office of Esposito's apartment. The dungeon was a six by seven foot square space that uh, contained an even smaller coffin-like room that was soundproof and only contained a bed and television. The bunker also had a toilet and a CCTV system set up so that Esposito could watch her. And he set the CCTV footage up specifically for her arrival. And this also sounds a lot like Barbarian, right? Room Uh, with, like, just a TV and a baby bottle, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And did he he build it himself? Or, like, he had to have, right? You're not going to get contract some people 
who know about your trapdoor. That is insane, though. Like, Barbarian, um, I mean, that's not really similar to H.H. Holmes, mm -hmm. but, like, there's something in it's... interesting about someone who, like, because houses are, like, sacred. I mean, I guess it's a hotel, but when you have, like, structures and places that usually are home, mm -hmm. and you turn them into, like, some kind of saw Like, can you imagine, like, any of these houses on the street where we are now, like, can you, like, them oh, having yeah. a secret fucking dungeon under their no, house that, so like no, because we would people, never know we would never know you would never know i looked i looked up the house on google maps and yeah. it's like in a normal fucking suburban neighborhood like it's like yeah, like, there's, plain like there's a house to the left there's a house to the right like there's a house across the fucking street like, like just normal everyday yeah. america and, then, like, and like and there's like and like the actual house like has a u-shaped driveway there's a van parked out front like it's just like it looks normal. You never like, think twice. Like, it's, it, like exactly. and that's kind of good cover somewhere. And, and and that's the scary part about a lot of these stories because mm. they pass like these people they pass off as so fucking normal. It, that's the like, point. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like the point. Like, like, hide in plain sight. Like everyone was like, "Oh, Ted Bundy is so awesome." Like he's Ugh. like, dude. Yeah, and there was like, like chicks trying to give him letters, yeah. give him little letters. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. There are girls now that still wear like t-shirts. It's like Ted Bundy was hot. It's like, what? Like wearing a shirt with Elvis's mugshot is way different than wearing a shirt with Ted Bundy's mug, like mugshot. Uh, yeah, know, I have yeah, I have a t-shirt with Elvis's mugshot yeah. on it. I love Elvis. But, but, like, but, but when but if, when it's Elvis put next to someone like Ted Bundy, I would rather someone well, I don't wear think, Elvis's mugshot yeah. than Ted Bundy's. I don't Bundy's. think El yeah, Elvis didn't, you know, murder a bunch of young women and all that. yeah, it's just yeah. Oh, he did with his hips. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> cup. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me sing Blue Christmas. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, Blue Christmas. Without who? I like how he went for Blue Christmas. Like, I got every song. He goes, ho, 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 ho. I feel like a jailhouse rock fits the theme of the podcast a little oh, bit that better. Is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Lock them up, put them in jail. I have some questions about Jailhouse Rock. Like, I don't, like, sidebar. Uh -huh. It's just like, number 47 said to number three, you're the cutest jailbird I've ever did see. Is he, like, is he talking like he's, you know. I probably. Like, what normally goes on in jail? Two should have been. It should have been in jail. That would have been awesome. Okay. Oh, look at, no, they already did that. Um, I love you, Philip Morris. You ever see that? Uh, no. Oh, it's great. It was Jim Carrey and uh, you and McGregor. Mm. Okay, so back to Katie Beers. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. That's <laughs> all right. By the way, I'm very familiar with beers. Speaking of... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Okay, fine. okay. All right. This girl went through enough. You don't know, need to make fun of her last yeah. name. Some, some, <laughs> is, it, is it levity or brevity? Is it levity? When you make light of a situation, just... To... I, I think know. it is. I think it's levity. levity. All right, anyway. Um... Esposito had forced Katie to tape a message about her whereabouts, uh, saying that a man with a knife had kidnapped her. This was obviously to provide Esposito with an alibi and free him from any and all guilt. Part of this message implies that it was meant to be sent to her godmother, Linda, who was also her aunt. So a uh, line was specifically taken um, from the message. Aunt Linda, a man kidnaps me and has a knife. And oh no, here he comes right now. Oh no. Then Esposito went to a spaceplex in Neconzet and used the payphone outside to play the force uh, to play the force message into. Uh, a spaceplex is an arcade um, okay. in the town. 
Um, he then feigned panic and told the staff inside that uh, that he lost Katie there. The police were called and a search was conducted that led the police nowhere. During her captivity, Esposito would venture down into the bunker to sexually abuse Katie. During these moments, he'd move her to the bigger part of the bunker, but once all was said and done, he, she'd be sent back to the smaller coffin-like section of the bunker. Esposito gave Katie blankets, toys, junk food, and soda during his visits to her, and when the television in the bunker became her only connection to the outside world, she could only watch news coverage about her own disappearance. That's insane. Now, was that the intent of, like, was she just able to get that channel down there? I, I feel like that was part of it, because a lot of kidnappers, especially in the Junko Furuta case, which which is a very brutal case out of Japan, um, they literally forced her to call her parents and say, I ran away, don't come looking for me. And so she spent those 44 days like wondering like do, this, do they this specific woman or this other J- japanese one you're talking about Juka the japanese. wow that's crazy. like 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 uh what happened okay let's make sure i'm that not is, muted no you're fine okay. but that is crazy though yeah. like 44 fucking days she spent 44 days knowing that no one was and coming this isn't just a normal month and a half of your life like this is you it in panic probably mode. felt like eternity it's insane i, I can't they, i can't imagine because when she fucking died because of the way that they treated her and everything they put her in a fucking barrel full of cement and later uh, and uh, wait her, this 44 her out day, of the field so the 44 days she wasn't a survivor no oh man junko fruta died she, uh, as, as a result of her injuries katie beers survived though that's so terrible mm. yeah um, so Katie was once able to snatch a key to her restraints. So during the moments of Esposito's absence, she could access the larger part of her cell. She hid this key under her pillow in the cell. Um, and Katie also became so afraid that Esposito would abuse her in her sleep that she forced herself to stay awake, whether it be during the day or night. Um, there was a time where Esposito wanted to photograph Katie with her eyes closed, but Katie refused since she knew that Esposito would use it to get the search closed and called off. Oh, like a death photo. Yeah. Like, like, try to, like, be like, oh, she died, bye, lol. Like, <laughs> and how old was this poor woman? She was, she was kidnapped, like, shy, like, two days shy of her 10th birthday. Yeah, so. she was oh, at, she God. was at Planet She, she was Planet 10 years old. What was it? Plan, Planet Plex? Uh, space Plex. Space Planet. Or Space, what is it? Space Planet. Space, space Plex. S- yes. It's a space peanut. <laughs> space peanut? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you eating? Space peanuts. <laughs> what, is a, what is that? Space peanut. What is that? It's Joe Dirt, when he's, like, walking around with that giant, like, oh, yeah. frozen... <laughs> Frozen. He's like, it's. A, he thought it was a meteor or whatever. He's like, it's a space peanut. He's space like, peanut. he's like, that's a frozen hunk of shit. Like <laughs> yeah. from an airplane. And I love the part where he's like, it's just an old crapper tanker. He's eating. The he's meat. literally like, he has ketchup on. He's dipping his fries. Dipping his fries on the side just, of the road or whatever. Uh, I gotta rewatch that movie, man. I haven't seen it in a very, like, very, like very, the, very like long time. Fucking Sonic commercials and crack. No, yeah, those are weird. And the Little Caesars commercials. Too. Yeah. And where's Little Caesars now? It's gone. Fucking like, like that. I never wrong. got to like. I, it was there forever, and then it was taken away, and I never went there. So, it's cheap pizza. Like, it's not no, supposed but to I be gourmet. No, but I remember eating. It's not supposed It's supposed to be hot and ready. If you're drunk, it's perfect. I'm sure it is. It's but I, I used to, to go to Little... Uh, I remember when there was a Little Caesars in Kmart or something when I was a kid. Well, BJ's and, had one. They had, I think they had one. 
I used I to get the little personal little pizzas. But we used kid. to go to Little Caesars when I was a kid and get it. So I had like nostalgic memories. You know, like mm. I was just like, oh, I need to go there one day. But I just, it never happened. Mm. And now they're gone. And, and now you got to drive to Cherry Hill for one. And it's I will not. Cold. I will not. I'm more nostalgic for like Domino's and everything. I love Domino's. Domino's not as not sponsors, by the way. Well, one day we'll yeah. we'll get Domino's. Hopefully. We got to think of a, a way to like not. They're not sponsored. I would say they are sponsored. Yeah, we're, this show is sponsored by Domino's. We're sponsored. Yeah. Fresh. Yes. Yeah. That's that's Subway. <clears throat> what? Yeah, that too. We got three sponsors. Uh, think outside the bun, that's Domino's. Yeah. That's oh, what wait, we were no. doing um, these last two weeks. We actually went to Hollywood just, and we so had all many. the corps pitched to us, and we didn't so like any of them. So many, and I'm like, I'm I don't want to be a sellout. And, and I couldn't stop yawning. All these cool people. Yeah. We tried every kind of uh, chicken nugget. And none oh, of them flew. Yeah. I know, and like, like <laughs> me and my boyfriend, like Bradley Cooper, we were just like, yeah. you know, <laughs> he was he was bored too. He was. I didn't bored. think he was ever. I didn't know that was possible. I know. He's Bradley. I, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. anyway, I am so sorry. Please continue. Eat All fresh. right, it's okay. <laughs> just do it. Just, yeah, just, just do just, it. Just eat it. Just do it. wow. But yeah, back to beers. Okay, so um, and Katie was told by Esposito that he planned to keep her in the bunker for her whole life, but Katie had other plans. She managed to outsmart Esposito, and she interrogated him with questions, asking how the arrangement would have worked out. She was creating doubt in Esposito's mind with questions like, where would I work, and where would I go to school? Mm-hmm. Esposito answered these questions, saying that he was financially well off to support both of them, and and he even stated that when Katie turned 18, he planned to marry her and have children with her. Despite this, however, Katie's questioning inevitably worked, and Esposito suddenly became paranoid that the police were soon to catch him. Esposito was deemed a primary suspect from the get-go, and this was due to how close he was with Katie and her family, and the history of the abuse he put uh, her brother through and everything. Um, Police also inspected the payphone call and deducted that it was in fact pre-recorded since the phone call lacked any background noise. Interesting. Witnesses at the Spaceplex Arcade also said that Esposito arrived alone on the day that he went there. Oh. They didn't have really have security cameras back then, did they? No. What year was this Not expensive. The 90s. Like early 90s? Oh, this was the yeah. 90s. Okay. Yeah, no, there was definitely yeah. not any security no. cameras, if mm-hmm. not like like really shitty, like grainy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Esposito was under intense police watch, and due to this pressure, he confessed to his crimes on January 13th, 1993, to his attorney. When Esposito led the police to Katie's cell, it marked 17 days of captivity. On June 15, 1994, Esposito pleaded guilty to the kidnapping and was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. Ten other charges, which were pending and included sexual abuse and the endangerment of a child's life, were dropped due to the plea bargain that Esposito took in court. Esposito carried out his life sentence in Sing Sing Prison in Westchester. For further good news, Salvatore, who was also sexually abusive, served 12 years in, in prison for his own part in his abuse. In East Hampton, New York, lived Katie's loving new foster family, who allowed her freedom from a life of abuse. Katie was g- gifted anon- anonymity as well, so she got, like, a new name and everything. Um, the, the victim? 
Yeah. Just to, just wipe it clean. Just etch a sketch. Yeah. Just start over. Just because just she was so young. Like, you kind of have to. Yeah, that um, that is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Katie also wrote a memoir about her life in captivity called Buried Memories. And she became a motivational speaker. She resides in Pennsylvania with her husband and her children now. And she works in insurance. And Esposito, he was found dead in his jail cell due to supposed natural causes on September 4th, 2013. And my sources are the Wikipedia page on the case and the All That's Interesting article. That poor baby. I hope she leads like the most boring life now because she deserves it. Oh, yeah. Oh, she needs a Like She deserves just all the peace, all the quiet, like just... Yeah. Oh my god! I was gonna ask, was that Esposito's aside from Salvatore? Mm-hmm. Did he have any other victims? Like, do you think he would have eventually killed, or he just wanted a captive I, wife? I feel like he would have reoffended, and it would have spiraled. Mm-hmm. He he just gives off like he just well, especially gives off as those Katie vibes. grew, like as yeah. she became a woman, like he would probably would have been like mm, maybe that, we need, yeah. maybe we need like a little Cause, sister wife. Cause, or that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it's harem or like some kind of cult shit because he abused because he abused her older brother her older half-brother john Mm -hmm. um and the older brother became too old for him in his words Mm -hmm. so so it's like yeah how do you know you're gonna like me in eight years yeah like seriously you know the karma did you i'm sure you did you've seen abducted in plain sight Mm -hmm. like that kind of like how do you look at a child and be like you're gonna be my wife you're gonna be that it's like disgusting have, have so many seen... different perverted fantasies of like just having a child of your own also having like like a wife to grow like a fucking mm-hmm. tomato it's like dude no. it's like that's insane and also like and, and also like you see a lot of this similar abuse in like crazy cults like warren jeffs like mm-hmm. the keep sweet pray and obey documentary mm-hmm. um like he had like what was it like an upwards of a hundred wives and like the youngest ones like probably like 10 oh god like, like it's my, like ugh. it's rare that you see a cult that isn't stemmed in self-benefit well that like, well that was um the um latter-day saints is that a, is that a cult because uh, i'm familiar with heaven's gate in jonestown that's about some, it and one the some, one in ghana or most that. most parts of latter-day saints are like as normal as they can get mm-hmm. yeah but there are like extremists, as is every group yeah. that make it cult like and weird, and then it's like, all right, buddy, we're gonna have to get you, the law involved. It's why like, why is it always poison too? Like, uh, like the mass suicides and stuff are always poison. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's like a cost-effective thing or like it's probably because people don't. That's not that, a common way to kill yourself, but like uh-huh. most people that die from poisons. Like, I guess if you want, like, from, a... like, mass fucking suicides, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's the really Jonestown thing, like, first of all, one of my pet peeves, and so stupid, and doesn't matter, is people are like, well, they drank the Kool-Aid. Drank the... It's, like, it's not, first of all, it was not Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. It was Tang. It was Flavor-Aid. Like, really? Like, Come on, see, what I say yeah. about cost-effective? I literally was che- like, yes. it's the cheapest fucking the way. The cheapest one, like, yeah, so, they... And you're gonna die. You spend all your fucking money. Get something good. No, and also, no. 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 I just want flavor. I just got. And also, they probably like don't want any like bloodshed involved because like why not? It, it's probably supposed to be like a clean, like smooth, like way out or something like respectable, less gr- like yeah. Because uh, like the what was it? 
Heaven's Gate, I think, um, th- when the corpses were found and everything in the bunks, they had like the purple sheets over them and yeah, everything. Yeah, like the Nike. Like, was it the Nikes? Was it? Yeah, it was the. It was like the weird. They were all dressed the same. Like mm-hmm. it was like Wait, which was the something interesting. Applegate yeah. or was this last name Applegate or Marshall Applegate? I think. Yeah, yeah. That's if we ever do cults, like that's a really cults really... are like they they're like eerie. They freak me the fuck out. But like, I would love to do an episode. Yeah, okay. dude. Like, I'll, I'm down with that because, like, the psychology behind it's the most interesting part. It's mm-hmm. just like, how does like how do you get wrapped up? And like, I'm a guy. Like, I'm right. a guy. There's a lot going on for me with looking into people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And why is it the Heaven's Gate guy? He's like talking in front of a green screen. He's like older. Yes. He kind of looks like yes, the fuck, yes. fuck me or guess I'll die guy almost. Yeah. He when I look in his eyes, it's like. Wait, I, wait. I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm saying he's like so convinced and sick that it doesn't even seem like he has like he doesn't even think Mm -hmm. that it's wrong it's so so convinced his conviction is uh frightening and almost i feel sorry yeah like there's part of me like despite whatever happened Mm. like there's a part of it that when i see when i look into his eyes it's like sad it's like sad you know what i'm saying people um, just get obsessed with purpose and they normally open the cookies before we get started and i see um (laughs) do it let's go crack open them cookies i see and like when i watch sponsored by entenmann's cookies i bring them every week and when i watch that video too fresh is his like fucking um, tagline for everything like like the look in his eyes is like less psychotic but more of like a manic like more mania like induced like this is what I'm talking about. Like, we're so there, dude. Well, he was passionate. Like, he was so yes. convinced that it just, like, he had charisma because, like, you couldn't tell him otherwise, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save cults for another time. Yeah. Believe me, I'm sure our listeners are curious as well. Yes. Because I have a, you know. And today's podcast is true crime, yes? And survivor it's like, stories. It's survivor stories. Survivor yes. stories, yes. Um, And boy, oh boy, do I have a good one for you. Mm. Uh, but like Piper's, I'm going to say trigger warning. Mine um, has themes of sexual assault, rape, and mutilation. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, it's a brutal one. It is. It is. But she, uh, she is badass. She is? As, oh. a, as a survivor? Yes. Warning. What you so, are about to hear will shock you. The one that I was going to do, like, before I decided, uh-huh. was like, a little too much, I decided. But Maybe next round of Survivor Stories. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, once in a while, like if we know it's going to be a juicy episode, we'll, we'll make sure we make it known. Yeah. 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 Imagine right. driving to work and being like, Jesus Christ. Well, like, speaking of Jesus. Well, my dad listens to them on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hi, Dad. Okay, well, Hi. I am doing the story of Mary Vincent. Uh, my story starts in Modesto, California on September 29th, 1978. Hmm. And let's see, a 15-year-old girl named Mary Van- uh, Mary Vincent ran away from home, and she went to California to stay with her grandparents. She, you know, would but she was normally from Las Vegas, Nevada, but she would butt heads a lot with her family. Her mm-hmm. parents were very strict, so she just was like, "I'm getting out of here." Um, and after some time away, though, she began to hitchhike her way back to Las Vegas because she was homesick and she missed her family. And but like hitchhiking in the 1970s, like you see that all the time. Like it's it was very commonplace. Like mm-hmm. everyone did it. It wasn't, you know, it's any so interesting. It's, there was no what, that. There was no like installation of that like pre 
existing fear of yeah, oh the dude I'm getting in the like, car I'm gonna be murdered but, but, yeah no but it was finish. very like let's get to point A from like from point A to point B or whatever and this will be fine yeah but I'm good. sure this like don't talk to strangers thing has been around for hundreds if not thousands of years you would years. think that like the survival instinct would be like never yeah it, could be alone with a stranger you don't know like I mean I guess if that's your best way of traveling to where you gotta go mm-hmm. with yeah. saving money you know but you know the rules of the road but it's also like just a lot of people in that in that time because it was a time of like the hippie culture and like experiencing that's a good point. Like, yeah that's a good point experiencing like like making sure that everyone felt seen and heard and everything benefit of the like, doubt see yeah the good. like giving them the benefit of the doubt like oh everyone's such a good person yeah. no one could do anything we're all innocent angels kumbaya but like I mean, yeah you think that was like a recipe for why there was a a pretty I mean most definitely and that's yeah. and that's probably how Charles Manson like thrived yeah for too. sure for sure the attitude yeah, but yeah okay. go on. Um, so Mary was standing on the side of the road with a sign saying that she was heading south. And there was actually a couple of people standing right near her waiting, you know, with similar signs. They wanted to go in like the kind of the same direction that she was going in. Um, so they were just you know, waiting for someone to drive by. And uh, when a man in a blue van pulls up, the man's van was completely empty, but he claimed he only had room for just one person. Ew. Yeah, I, it's... Mary was advised not to get into the van by the other two people because it was a major red flag that he only wanted one female to come with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who like, says no to one? Or more than one? No, but I don't know if there's another guy in, like, oh, the, yeah, like the he, other he people. But, like, the entire back of the van. I'm talking, like, one of those, like, worker vans. Yeah. Like, a big, empty van. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a van that, like, is similar to ours for work, right? Yeah, just a yeah. big van with nothing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like, mm-mm-mm. You got plenty of room. But Mary, like, she was just, you know, she was focused on getting home, and uh, she decided to take the risk, and she got in the van. Um, oh, God. All right, so buckle up, because shit's about to go south. Oh, yeah. It goes bad pretty quickly. Um, well, the guy, you know, he was, like, in his 50s. He looked to be, like, a grandpa. He seemed really nice. and he, um, But quickly, she began to feel, like, feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, as soon as they started driving, like a little bit down the road, Mary lit a cigarette and like she sneezed, I guess, cause like the smoke or whatever got, mm-hmm. you know, it just happened. Yeah. And he like reached over and he put his hand on the back of her neck and was like, oh, are you feeling okay? And she's like, Ugh, like, don't touch me. Like yeah, kind of like leaned I away. just got in here, but I understand she, like a, like a, like a, are you okay touch on like the back, but like the back of the neck. Yeah. But, like if like only... And only touch them literally if like they're vomiting. Yeah, something's like, like yeah. Wrong. You need to hold your hair or something. Like, like, yeah, but she like leaned away from him, like kind of like <laughs> don't touch me. Like girl code, like, if you're at a party vomiting, hold the yeah. girl's hair back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like he didn't try anything after that, so she was like, oh, I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she was exhausted. She's been on the road for like a few days, or you know, so she fell asleep. And after she woke up, she noticed that the road signs all indicated that they were heading in the opposite direction than what they were supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually found a stick in the van and, like, held it to him. He's like, turn this around right now. We're going in the wrong direction. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, oh, it's just an innocent mistake. I'm so sorry. God. Innocent my, mistake yeah. from my ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gaslighting. Yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, so he's like, oh, I'll just turn it around. It's fine. So like, but he pulls into like this deserted road and he said he had to pee. He gets out of the van and Mary, you know, after just being kind of 
unsettled by the fact that they were going in the wrong direction. She's like, he definitely knew we were going, like, something yeah. was wrong. Um, she noticed that her shoelace was untied. Mm-hmm. So she's like, if I have to make a run for it, I need my shoes, you know, to be tied. Mm-hmm. Like, he's older than I am. I can, I can take oh, him. I can go. I can go. Oh, yeah. Um, so she bends down to tie her shoe. And before she knows what's going on, she's hit in the back of the head of the sledgehammer. Yeah, she Jesus. she falls down, she blacks out, and when she wakes up, she's in the back of the van, she's all tied up, and she's naked, uh-huh. and uh, let's see, she, um, you know, she tried to get away, she can't, obviously, her bindings, mm-hmm. but it's at this time that he begins to rape her, mm-hmm. repeatedly, um, from, like, the rest of the day on until, like, the next morning, and she said it was, like, around, like... Like it was like seven or eight times. Like he That's did that. Disgusting. Yes. When he fell asleep and she like, she wanted to go. Like she wanted to run away. She can't. She's mm-hmm. you know. So he gets, you know, as he wakes up, he pulls her to you know her feet, outside the van, and he goes like and the whole time like he was like raping her and all stuff. She was going, you know, please just set me free. Please just set me free, and I will not tell you anything, or I will not tell anyone mm-hmm. anything. I'm not going to say what happened to me. Like I'm not going to tell. Mm-hmm. So like he wakes up from his nap. Um, pulls her to her feet and uh, he leans in, into her and he grabs her her, was, let me see here I want to get it right I can't imagine the thought process yeah, especially if it's like a woman man yeah, like so like it's it, ugh, disgusting he reached into his toolbox and he pulled out a hatchet and he you know, he held onto her left arm and he said, you want to be free? I'll set you free and with like one big swing, he got her left arm, and she said like she's like I was falling backwards, but like, I couldn't understand why because I was grabbing onto him, and as she's falling backwards, she could see that her arm is still clutched onto him, like she yeah. So she gets onto the ground, and she's you know freaking out like blood's going everywhere. She's like in extreme pain, obviously. Um, and he. Yeah, he gets, like, he stands over her, and she's trying to kick him away and fight off, fight him off, and um, he grabs a hold of her right arm and does the same. And then, uh, so from, like, the elbow down on both arms, completely gone. It's at this time, like, he gets, you know, he drags her, and she, like, She's like, I think he thinks I was dead. Like, I wasn't really moving. I was just, you know, just, perfectly still. Like, I can only imagine, like, your body is just probably shut down. Just like, it's, what the fuck? Yeah, like, just red alert. Yeah. Yeah, like adrenaline. Yeah, so he takes her and he throws her off of a 30-foot cliff. Jesus. And it's at this time, like, she breaks four ribs. And she's just laying there, just, like, praying to die. Like, she's just like... Just, I'm done. Just, yeah. yeah. So she breaks her ribs, um... And, like, because of, like, the rapid and, like, severe blood loss, like, her body is, like, starting to go into shock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I'm cold. I'm tired. She's like, she just wants to go to sleep. But she knows if she goes to sleep, it's over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I cannot let this happen to somebody else. I know he's going to do this to somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So she, with everything she has, she sits up. She actually takes her, I hate to say stumps. It just sounds like a horrible Yeah, thing. like, like <laughs> yeah, like. The, like, I hate to, it's, it it's sounds like a horrible thing. What's stumps. left of her arms? Her severed arms, like her, from like, you know, and actually sticks them in like the dirt to try to pack them to 
cap off like the that's the blood. Yeah. yeah, rub some dirt in She's it. She's like, literally. it's gonna turn into like mud and like it'll. Oh, I hopefully have, I have heard of this. It's, just the name ho- wasn't familiar. Yeah, how like hopefully it's gonna slow down the bleeding and I can you know it gives so, me a chance. Is this Bear Grylls' like daughter? I swear to God, so, I wouldn't even have thought of that. I I that's crazy. So with you know so naked, severely bleeding, and without her arms. She crawled back up the cliff. And now, is that why he, he cut it, her arms off in the first place? Is to hoping that she wouldn't be able to get out? Did you die down there? I don't know. I don't I don't know why he did that. And she didn't um, find anyone else in that same location? Like, you know? Or he probably was just all over. Just dumping people. If, if you know, if this wasn't his first occurrence. I don't... I don't she, like, she... So like she got, she was crawling up the cliff. It took her a really long time, and she didn't know like, is he gonna be waiting for me up there when I get up there? Yeah. Like, she had no idea. Like he did drive away. Um, it was nighttime again when she finally made it to the top and onto the road, and she could hear the sound of traffic. So that's like where she followed it to, mm-hmm. and she was waiting for cars. And as daylight was approaching, the first car that came along was a red convertible driven by like two young guys, and they just kept driving. Like, but she, like, even said, like, she couldn't blame them. She's like, it probably looked like a horror movie. She's like, Mm -hmm. I was dirty and bloody and beaten, and I was missing two of my, like, both of my arms. Mm -hmm. Like, like, she's like, I, she's like, I thought I was going to die. Like, no one's going to want to help me. Like, I'm, you know, but uh, luckily for her, um, she kept, you know, she kept going. She kept walking. Mm -hmm. She's walking in the middle of the road. And the second car that came along was a couple on their honeymoon, and they were lost. And they immediately put her in the car, and they raced to a telephone to get the paramedics there. And she was rescued, you know, a rescue helicopter came, and they took her to a hospital, and she made it. You know, she um, she lost half the blood in her body. That is insane that she survived. And uh-huh. the other, whatever was left of her blood was severely, like, um, poisoned mm-hmm. from just infection infection shit. everything yeah. yeah but yeah. she's she had she wanted to live like she was she was a fighter um like what is it like you can lose like seven gallons of your blood before you die i don't know that sounds like a lot yeah. i don't know I'm, we have i don't know how much blood i wish i had seven gallons of blood yeah <laughs> be fucking insane yeah so uh 10 days after she arrived at the hospital police identified her attacker and arrested him oh his Justice. name yeah his name was Lauren Singleton, and he was 50 years old. No wonder he's single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his name's Larry. Yeah! <laughs> if your name is Larry and you're listening to this, I'm so yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sure you're hot. Bye. Yeah. Hot Larry's only. Hot Larry's. Yeah, hot Larry's. There's... <laughs> oh, my God. Stop it. All right. All uh, right, yeah. Okay. Oh, brother. This guy stinks. So, now, do so, we... Go on, go on. No, go. I was going to ask, like, do we know if this guy is a repeat offender? Is there anyone else that perhaps survived? Nothing. Or? Well, I'll get to other stuff, but okay. like nothing thus far. Like he was like estranged from estranged from like his his children and all this stuff. Um, I don't know. Like he was like a. They said he was like an alcoholic. Like I don't know if he was you know abusive towards him. I assume he was mm-hmm. because how do you just go to this? I don't know. Yeah, this is like, and not to mention like. That was what the seventies. You said, mm-hmm. like you know, I'm just saying is information didn't get around as quickly, so it's interesting to see people have such crazy, like radical behaviors mm-hmm. with like not a lot of let's say internet being like like, uh, like exposed not a lot of to like, certain cultures and stuff like not that. Not like societal like ingrained fear. 
Yeah, dude. Like that, he must have been yeah spending a little too much time alone and creating fantasies and just you know like being that, sick. Like if that was nowadays, it would have been too much time on Discord and 4chan. Yeah, <laughs> too much time playing Stardew Valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so Lauren Singleton, he was convicted of rape and attempted murder, and he was only sentenced to fourteen years. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, because fourteen years was the maximum sentence under California law at the time for a non-murder. I would have fucking yeah. rioted. Like this man cut well, off both but of my this, arms. Yeah. But yeah. But after he finished testifying, you know, like Mary, like Mary was in the courtroom, she took the stand and all this stuff. And as she walked past him, he, you know, she was only inches away from him. He said, if it's the last thing I do, I will finish the job. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, luckily, he never came after her like he was in prison. But like, she like had, you can't shake that off. Like, Dude, that's like. And not to mention, like, good luck sleeping yeah. for the rest of your life. I know. Well, time... Like, how do you know he didn't break out and he's, yeah, like, dude, on the he, hunt yeah, for you? Yeah, even just, like I said, 14-year maximum, like, that's you, that's not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's enough, but yeah. it's not a lot. It's, well, it's not enough, real, it's, it's, it's like enough. nothing. It's like a slap on the wrist for what he did. Yeah. Yeah. So time went by and Mary, you know, she got married and then she had two children. Two, I think she had two sons. Um, her attacker, Lawrence Singleton, was let out on parole in 1987. Mm-hmm. And his words to her in the courtroom about hunting her down continually, like, haunted her. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, yeah. I'm sure it was just awful. Um, and ten years later, in 1997, Singleton murdered a woman in Florida and, um, he was sentenced to death. And I think the as, when I read about him, like, a long time ago, I remember, I'm pretty sure when the cops got there, like, the woman was, like, freshly murdered and, like, on his couch. Like, it was pretty much, like, red-handed, like, you're done. Um, That's so sad. Yeah, it's fucked. Uh, let's see here. And he was, he, he was sentenced to death for that. And Mary also volunteered to testify against him at that trial. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up dying of cancer before his death sentence could be carried out. Um, and today, Mary is a victim's advocate and an artist. She, the, her prosthetics, she designed herself, and um, she was like, I think she'd use like parts from other different things and all this stuff. Like she, mm-hmm. she is just a badass woman. And she sounds just, very intelligent. Like, yeah. like I mean, it, you know, despite the hitchhiking, it was the times. It was the I times. Blame, I don't you blame can't, her. You can't blame a fifteen-year-old no. kid. I feel like for I feel like know. if I sat down and had a conversation with her, like, like instant best friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She is very, very, you know, mm-hmm. very into like victims' rights and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like she and um, her artist, her artistic medium is a uh, chalk like pastels. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to check her work out. Yeah, she. Uh, it's amazing. Good for her, man. So uh, that is the story and survival of Mary Vincent. And my sources were an episode of I Survived and Wikipedia. Oh, I think that's our first, um, like, would you say, video Yes, please, reference? please. Like, it was like, I think it was like one of like the first seasons. Like her story, it just blew me away. Like there's, yeah. She has like survived against so many, di- like how do you, like not only like, getting thrown off a fucking cliff but like you had your arms chopped off yeah, beforehand like, that's something and then you, you can't manage complain to get from. up you yeah. managed to get up 
and climb up the hill. Like, can you imagine when, like, your husband being like, oh, I don't want to take the garbage out. She's like, bitch, I got my arms chopped off and I got thrown off the cliff. Yes. You're, you can take the garbage out. She just out. Holds, I, her, holds her I, arms like, up. If, if I were her, I'd use that uh, use that against my husband oh. all the time. Like, like to her kids, like, like, you know what I went through? Like, yeah. you didn't walk like, the dog while well, I... Like, I don't wanna. It's like, I don't know fucking arms. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll get it, I'll do it. But that is, Puts yeah, a like, lot of shit into perspective. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. And she's just, you know, she just lives every day and just tries to make the best of it. Yeah, and... dude. I'm glad she didn't, like, turn to crime or drugs or, no, or anything like that. No, not at all. That. Like, yeah. that's because... That's crazy. I see that the guest for like our the... next episode has been trying to call me. That's like... It. Ooh, we have a the... guest for next episode. I think I'm here. love this one. Sorry, that's fine. I think I'm here. Are you here? Yeah, you are. If you, you, you see, see a riddler? White Kia <laughs> soul. That's me. No, that's his. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We should all get white it's Kia the... souls. I'm going to turn Yes. The... Sponsored by I Kia. I need to start a Drive cult. fresh. I need to start a cult of white Kia Souls. Uh, Can you fucking imagine a fleet of white Kia Souls? Kia Souls are actually, like, kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. They're just so weird. But, it's like, like, I got cooler... in hers, and I was like, oh, it's actually a lot more spacious than I thought it was going to be. And my friend keeps sending me fucking TikToks uh, under the name of Kia Soul Hate Clan. And Is there really a hate clan? Yeah, yeah. And he, she keeps sending me videos, and it was just like... I don't trust Kia Soul drivers. They're all evil. They're gonna no, they're not. Mass murder one day. <laughs> I see a Kia Soul. I'm like, that's probably like a hippie ant driving it. Yeah, some yeah, like a cat lady or a hippie ant. Oh, or good. a cat lady hippie ant. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. Um, please feel free to you mm-hmm. know subscribe. You know, leave an, a really nice review. Mm-hmm. Um, means a lot. And don't forget, Tuesday nights on Twitch, Wondertime Theater, 8 o'clock. Shouts out. Thank you so much. Twitch.tv so forward slash Wondertime Follow us on Instagram at Coffee and Scream Pod. Yep. And on Twitter at C Scream Pod. That's C the letter, Scream Pod. And is our YouTube channel still active in case they want to check that out? Not really. I will. I will okay. do my. We best. have to work on that, and we will work on that. All right. Uh, but until next time, guys, lock your doors and stay safe.